Welcome to Zoe's Podcast Playlist. It's Entertainment Talks Podcast for Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist on NBC. Not anymore. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and I'm here to talk about the, the end of the season, pretty much. The season as a whole, my thoughts on it, my praise for this show, and everything else, including some very, very big news as well. Uh, of course, this is kind of old news, but um, needed to talk about it on the season finale podcast. Uh, so... A while ago, actually, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago, uh, it took a bit of time, but NBC got to the decision that they were going to cancel the show. Uh, the show wasn't going to be moved to Peacock, because that's been happening quite a few times. Uh, NBC's cancelled a few shows that have ended up on Peacock instead of their uh, channel and everything, uh, but that didn't happen for Zoe. And uh, the showrunner and a few of the other people involved with the show were shopping the show to other networks, other places. Uh, Hulu was brought up as a option. Uh, I think there were some other ones that are brought up as an option as well. Uh, Roku has picked up Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, not for a third season, but for a um, wrap-up film of sorts, like a possible wrap-up film, uh, which is going to be uh, hap- or supposed to be happening for Christmas, a like Christmas uh, Zoe's playlist film, which sounds fantastic. Uh, they've been filming it. They've been doing things with it. I know that uh, Skylar Austin, um, Max, uh, he's been putting some things on Facebook and stuff that they've been filming, which is great as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fantastic for the show. Uh, so it means that it's going to the 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 uh, TV show is at least going to get some resolution, hopefully, to the massive cliffhanger. From the end of the 13th episode. And it also means that the show is going to live a little bit longer. There was some talk within a couple of articles. About additional episodes. It's possible. This is what I think is possibly going to happen. Roku is going to do this film. um, And then I think if the reception to it is good. If they get enough traction from it. I think they'll possibly do a third season. I'm not confirming that. I'm just saying that that's what I think is going to happen. Um, but the film, I think, is being written as a potential wrap-up. So, like, you could either continue or not continue. We don't know what that looks like at the moment because they're in the process of making it and none of us have seen it yet. But um, that's really, really good. It would have been a massive shame, especially after the uh, Season 2 cliffhanger, for the show to have just been dead. Uh, that would have been a massive, massive shame. Um, it's a shame, really, that NBC didn't want to move it to Peacock because I thought that would have ultimately brought it some more success. But they didn't. So uh, it's no longer an NBC show. It's actually technically owned, I think. Or it's a, it's a Roku show now, basically. Uh, I think Roku's also going to be getting the uh, previous episodes, the previous two seasons that we've got. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Roku is uh, not only is it a streaming service box, but there's also a streaming service uh, for it. Uh, it's free. Um, it's available in the UK and in the US. Uh, it's available on all sorts, of di- all sorts of different things. Obviously, on Roku boxes, you can get it on like consoles and things like that. So it will be widely available. This uh, Roku film, and uh, it seems that Roku's wanting to get in on the streaming game then because they picked up all of the Quibi shows as well. Uh, not necessarily for additional seasons, but to store the seasons that have already gone out there. Of different things on uh, Quibi. So they're looking to get into the streaming game. And I think you know if you're looking to do that. Give this show a third season. I think definitely. Um, because then I, I mean there's. I mean given what happens in this 13th episode. There's a ton of possibilities. That you could still do with this show. 
and I think the show's just wide open in terms of possibilities, especially after uh, Max's power reveal that we'll talk about um, very, very soon. Ultimately, I think this needs to be considered. I said this in the last podcast, and I definitely still will stick by it even stronger than what I did before. This needs to be considered absolute top-tier prestige television. I think this show is absolutely incredible. I think in terms of the TV shows that are ongoing at the moment, I think it's the best one out there. I also know this is pretty high praise from me. I think... um, I can't remember where I said this. I think I said this on the Geek Town podcast. And now that I've seen the last three episodes of the season... I feel even more confident with saying it. I think since Breaking Bad's ending in 2013, this is the best show that we've had on television. Um, that includes things that were ongoing and new since 2013. Because I know you had things like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones that started before that. So Walking Dead, Game of Thrones was 2010 and 2011. Obviously those are two sort of critically acclaimed shows. Obviously people don't really like Game of Thrones anymore. But anyway... Um, I think it's better than a lot of those um, and I would like to be kind of challenged on that like if you were to name me certain shows obviously I'd have to have seen the TV show I haven't seen every single TV show since 2013 um, I th- out of things that I've seen because I can only speak to things that I've actually seen on TV which is qu- which is quite a few things um, I think this is the best I don't think it's better than Breaking Bad I still think Breaking Bad ha- holds a very 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 high bar but then again, things like this and Breaking Bad are a little bit different because um, of like certainly genres and, and, and that sort of thing. So there is that conversation to be had as well about, okay, it is in a certain genre. What about shows in other genres? Um, but I think it's the best one that I've seen on, on TV since 2013. And it's only had two seasons for me to reach that conclusion. Um, I think the first season was absolutely fantastic. I think this second season... Again, as I kind of said on Geek Town recently, I don't know about better than season one, but different and still at least the same quality as season one. I think they're pretty equal, I would say. Um, but you've just got something different this season. You've got you've got basically everyone's trying to move on from um, uh, from Zoe's dad and everything like that, um, and then seeing what was his name. Uh, Mitch, yeah, Mitch is obviously his passing end of season one. Uh, everybody's trying to move on from that, do something different, and obviously because our main character Zoe is massively affected by that, it's about you know looking back at the earlier parts of the season, the whole drug thing that happened, her kind of her dealing with it, and, and you know grieving with it in her own way. But I think, I think pretty much everything they've done this season has been fantastic. I haven't got any complaints really. About this season. I mean even though you had. um, What was her name. Uh, Where did she go. Even though you had uh, Joan. uh, Lauren Graham's character leave at the start of the season. Because obviously she had to go and work on. um, The Disney Plus show. uh, Mighty Ducks. Even though she went to uh, work on that. I still think the show's. I I wouldn't say that her departure. Made the show better or worse. It was just the show was able to deal with the episodes and the story without that character but even though that character was quite important still to Zoe and you know she was the boss <coughs> excuse me she was the boss of um uh, spark point the show was still able to like move things around a little bit and and, and arrange things some shows when you do that they can kind of fall apart but when I'm that woman I'm looking at you 
um, with the whole uh, Kate Kane disaster from uh, from season two. Um, and some shows can't handle that kind of thing with like a character shift or a character change or recasting or, or those sorts of things. Um, I think it was absolutely incredible from from all that. Um, I've got a bunch of notes that I wrote down. Uh, I'll go through them here in a bit. But I think I've given the show the praise that I wanted to, the the show the praise that it needs to. It's just gonna be it's just a shame that I think there's certain people out there that would look at this show and think, Oh, it's a musical, I don't like musicals, I'll dismiss it. For me it's always been about the way the music is implemented into the plots. The the way the music is implemented into everything absolutely everything i mean it's the emotional thing the emotional driver for zoe as a character and her dealing with um <clears throat> certainly what other characters are going through um and it took like a second obviously at the start to get used to okay how does this mechanic work with zoe but we've got well past that and it's pretty flawlessly implemented into the show and uh, it's something I, I think if you showed somebody an out of context scene, like somebody who hasn't seen the show before, if you gave, if you showed them an out of context scene for um, like one of the musical numbers, it might not look right. But then if they watch from the pilot and they understand how it works and they understand Zoe's role in all of it, it, it works so much better. Um, but it's just ama- it's just really amazing how they've pulled that off. Because um, I'll refer back to that Geek Town episode that I, that I, that from a couple of years ago. I remember all that time back when it was May-ish. And we were doing the pilot season episode. Talking about things that got ordered to series. NBC had ordered Zoe's playlist to series. David read out the synopsis or whatever. Like read you know hearing people's emotions through song and dance. And I still remember thinking at that point... Um, because that was like a big earlier kind of opinion for me, which was like, I don't see how that kind of works. Because on paper, it shouldn't work. You look at something like on paper, something like that, sorry, on paper, and it shouldn't work. It sounds, on paper, it sounds cringy, it sounds weird, it sounds really strange. But the way it's been, been implemented on screen, um, is just utterly fantastic. And it does, I mean, I've, I'm not like a massive musicals person. I've checked out a few other musical things since then. I don't know if there's a musical that's done something like this before. Um, where it's based on a character reading another character's emotions. And that breaks them out into song and dance. To sing a song related to the emotion that they're feeling. Zoe hears the song, nobody else does. And they, she deals with the situation from there. Um, it, it, it never should have. It was weird. It never should have worked ever. It's a weird idea, but because um, you've got to get a lot of things right to that for that to work, you've got to have the choreography and the performance to be good. You've got to have the actual acting from the character that Zoe's reading the uh, emotions from. Zoe's reaction to that has got to be right. Um, and it's got to look good to the audience as well, like us, the people watching the show. Um, and it is one of them weird things where 
Zoe sometimes experiences quite a cringeworthy song, but because we're there with her, that like connects us to closer to that character. And I can't believe that we've had, what, 26 episodes, I think? 25, 26 episodes? Let me just check here on IMDb. I think I scrolled past it. Uh, it says 25 episodes, so it must be, must have been 12 then for the, uh, the first season. Because this is 13 episodes for this season. So 25 episodes later, and they've just absolutely nailed that element of the show. It's it's incredible. Um, and, like, the the amount of emotion you get from that, the... Because I think it's, I mean, Jane in the scenes where she's listening to the song, she doesn't have to quite do so much. It's more about, let's say Max is singing a song. It's more about his performance and his emotion and what he's, uh, how he's showing that on screen. You've also got the the other part of it as well, which is the transition in and out of the song. Like if Zoe's standing in a different place, the character's standing in a different place, how does that transition work to not make the characters confused as to like, why have I moved from here to there? Why has Zoe moved from here to there? Kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's it's something that I think would be quite difficult to pull off, but they've, they've done it really, really perfectly. So I just I just wanted to give the show a lot of praise for for pulling off an idea that really, really shouldn't work. <laughs> So uh, it's it's pretty incredible. Uh, you could say it's extraordinary, but um, yeah, I mean, I want to get into these these notes and stuff like that in the in the uh, second half in in like the character part and everything. I just wanted to kind of gush and praise over the show, you know, because it deserves every single bit of it. Um, it's just a shame that I think there was two things holding this show back. One, it being on NBC. Because if this was on like HBO or Netflix or even something like Peacock or uh, if it was on like CBS All Access or could work on Disney Plus, couldn't it, this type of show? I mean, you've got High School Musical on, on there, the, the series. Um, I think it's because it was on NBC. I think it's because they moved the time slot and the day for it a bunch of times, which didn't help. That never helps a show because your audience needs to know when your show is on. And also just the fact that it's a musical. And I think for people previously like me who weren't very into musicals, um, to try it's it's a hard job to try to convince some of those people of like, oh, this show's really fantastic. What is it? Okay, it's a comedy musical kind of thing. Um, that's got to be a bit. It's a bit. It's a bit of a hard sell because they're like, oh no, musicals. I don't really like those. I mean, I've tried to tell people like, go and watch this show. It's like phenomenal. And they're like, oh, is that the one like with with the with the musical stuff? And I'm like, yeah, but th- there's always a but, you know, of like, look, the way this this thing's implemented is incredible. And there's some people I haven't been able to convince. Uh, obviously, like David and Gray watch the show. Robert doesn't. I don't think Bex does. But I think everybody of a certain age uh, should be watching this show. Obviously, if you're old enough to watch it, then you should be. But yeah, I think it was the the unfortunate barrier that is like musicals themselves um i think it's the fact of you know it was on nbc uh and e4 as well you know uh <laughs> and uh i mean e4 are doing a very good job of promoting um the 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 second season currently uh they are kind of showing the same clip over and over again but at least they they're giving it a lot of promo but 
it just uh I just hope that this show can get like the shot in not not in terms of the quality in terms of like platform and promotion. I just hope that Roku can give it the shot in the arm that it needs. Because uh, it seems to be one of them things where the people that love this show absolutely love this show. Like I've seen loads and loads of positive and really good comments and people talking about like their dad who's passed away and how the show affected them. Um, and like the music being really fantastic and, and that sort of thing. Uh, or like the performances which is something I've praised the show for over and over again which it deserves. But um, seems like a small and dedicated fan base. I think which is which is unfortunate. So, but anyway, thank you very much to Roku for for picking the show up for this uh, film. I hope it's not the end because uh, the show again, given what happens with Max, there's so many things that you could do with uh, with all of that. But um, anyway, let's take a quick little break. Um, I was gonna actually before we do that, I was gonna do a podcast. I might still do it as a separate thing. I was gonna call it why Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is so special. And I was going to... Actually, I am going to do it. I'll probably record it after I do this one. I'm going to talk about the specifics of why the show's so good, which I know I've kind of already just done for 17 minutes. The other thing I want to look at is everything that the show doesn't have, but it doesn't matter. Um, like the Going over the things that you would think about when you think about a TV show that's exciting. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin all that here, but there's a whole list of stuff that this show hasn't even got, but it doesn't make it worse. Um, and I think that would be interesting for me to kind of go through and stuff. So I'm probably. I'll probably try and record that after I've done this episode. Depends on time and stuff. I, I, I'll do it, but it will be either just after this or. Uh, some point later so look out for that as well but i've i've again i've never i've never even really done like special bonus episodes for tv shows so that's how much the show's kind of impressed me that i feel the not necessarily the need but the want to do that like i want to talk about this show even more but i'm gonna i'm gonna tackle it from a bit of a different angle as opposed to just this happened to this character kind of thing so look out for that at some point later as well um but yeah, because I I'll uh, yeah I'll leave that for its own separate episode. Separate episode. Anyways, take a quick break, do some housekeeping, and then we'll talk about the notes that I've got, which is the things that actually happened in the show. Because I've just spent 19 minutes praising the thing, so let's talk about what actually happened in the thing. But first of all, break housekeeping. Then we'll do that. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. 
and you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, speaking of Netflix stuff, uh, I watched and finished Squid Game, the first season of the Netflix show. I'm sure most of you have heard of it by now. And uh, I loved it. It was fantastic. I finished it in about two days, which is a sign, a very good sign. I couldn't really switch it off because I didn't want to switch it off, which is very, very good. Um, But uh, yeah, that's season one of Squid Game. It's on Netflix. I think that's a Netflix global uh, thing, a Netflix original, and I thought it was fantastic. A lot of people are watching it, so I thought I would talk about my thoughts and feelings on the show. United cast, May United drew 1-1 with Everton. It was very, very uh, disappointing result. There is an international break, so there's no football for two weeks, which might be a good thing, actually. So uh, that's the uh, newest game for that at the moment. Ted Lasso's up to Season 2, Episode 11 for all of that, so you can check that out as well. For the podcast, May United beat Villarreal 2-1 in the Champions League, Ronaldo coming to the rescue for all that. Walking Dead's up to Season 11, Episode 6, that's for the newest episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, We'll be covering Episode 7 on Wednesday, so look out for those. Gaming Talk this week, we talked about the Nintendo Direct, the Super Mario film, and the casting information, and some news from The Last of Us Day. Uh... We've got the chat podcast for September 2021 and uh, I had a special guest, Ian Thomas Malone. Um, Me and her talked about um, LGBTQ discussions, me being bisexual, her being transgender. So we talked about both of our LGBTQ journeys and also talked about just LGBTQ communities and discussion, just, just all that kind of thing in general. She was really, really great to talk to. And that was a great episode as well. Uh, May Night had also lost to Aston Villa in the Premier League, so that wasn't very good. And I also did an episode recently for Analyzing Television, episode 13, talking about TV adverts, the good, the bad, and all the rest. So that's what we've been up to on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us if you search for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Um... Right, I've said them about the Max thing so many times. I know it was the last thing that happened, but I've talked about it so many times I need to get to it first. So I'm just going to go from top to bottom of my notes. They're not in any kind of chrono- chronological order. I'm just going to read out my notes and talk about them. So Max's power reveal. He's got the same power as Zoe. I think so, anyway. Um, he heard... What was it? He heard Zoe doing a song and dance thing... And uh, my goodness me, does this open up so many doors for the TV show. Um, What happens if they read each other's emotions? That would be really something. Um, I can imagine if Max is feeling something, right? I mean, we're, we're always feeling something as humans, right? It's just the way that we work. But you know what I mean in terms of the show. Let's say Zoe gets an emotion from Max and Max gets an emotion from Zoe. 
that will they both maybe they'll just do a duet or something like that um but would they watch each other do song and dance uh again that doesn't that idea just sound completely and utterly ridiculous but we know the show will do it well because it's done it for two seasons uh like if you (laughs) if you explain that to somebody who hasn't seen the show they'd be like what the hell are you on about um of like two two characters reading each other's emotions and breaking out into song and dance. It doesn't sound good, does it? But we know that the show is very, very good at doing that kind of thing because of what I talked about a minute ago. But uh that opens up so many doors. Um you can also focus a bit more on Max himself as a character. You can get, I guess, a bit of a male perspective from from it and he's gonna obviously Zoe's very much used to it at the moment. Uh, it was a bit weird. I mean, anybody would find that weird if they like saw somebody break out into song and dance based on their emotion. Um, but yeah, Max getting used to it, that's going to be cool. I'm imagining we'll see a bit of that in the holiday film. So that would be good. Uh, but wow, that opens up so many doors. They can relate to each other about it. Um, yeah, that's... that's uh, see... I remember when the first season of this show was was airing, and I remember a few people saying to me like, "Okay, Matt, yeah, this show sounds really good. You sound really excited by it, but how fresh can they keep this?" And I got what they were talking about at the time, like how many times can you see somebody break out into song and dance through their emotions, and how long can you do that for? But now this is kind of now I'm not expecting season three or whatever or the the film for Mo to start doing that or somebody else to start doing that. I'm not expecting that at all. But that, I mean, for me, even the end of season two, the show doesn't need any refreshment. Because uh, you think of certain shows that have gotten a little bit stale and need something, need some fresh ideas, some new ideas. I don't feel like Zoe needs that at all as a show. Um, but it wants to put them in, and I'm all for it. I, I think that's going to be a really, really interesting angle. And I have absolutely no no reason to think why that would be bad. Because the show's done everything very, very well so far. Um, yeah, that's 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 going to be quite something when uh, when that comes around. Um, but it's a it's a great cliffhanger. Um, of course, once certain people saw the episode and heard that the show was cancelled, it was a bit of a bummer. But uh, that problem has been solved. We at least know that the show is going to tackle that idea or look to tackle that idea. Um, so we'll see. I, d- I really do hope the show show gets a third season and not just like one more two hour film or something. So we'll see. Uh, but what led up to all that, of course, Max didn't leave um, with his other girlfriend. Um, and then he gets back together with Zoe. I thought it was done well. I thought it was done really good. Um, the show is like some shows struggle a lot with like relationshipy sort of stuff like who who are we shipping with who and why and is there love triangles and all this sort of thing it's more of like a soapy thing to do with with tv it's more it's more of what soaps tend to do and sometimes the walking dead tends to do it um but the show handled that really well that was uh really good and of course attached to that we saw uh max's job secret revealed after six years he gave up gave up his position for zoe uh, what was it? Zoe had to go to, a, to the hospital for her dad. Of course, he was alive at that point. And uh, she had to miss the uh, work thing, wasn't it? They were doing these, like, tests and things. Um, 
So that was that was a really big thing for uh, to to get revealed, and uh, again worked really well. Um, I think it's interesting that the character was holding on to that for for so long, but uh, that's a pretty big thing not to tell Zoe. Um, but yeah, that was uh, quite something as well. That was uh, really interesting. Uh, Emily is getting better. Of course, she had. Um, who plays Emily? Let me just look through the cast list here. Uh, Alice Lee. I think I might have mentioned her before. Because she her depression storyline went on for a couple of episodes, didn't it? Because I'm sure I mentioned last time in the episode 10 podcast about that. The, the one she did in the bathroom and Zoe was on the other side of the door. I'm sure that I'm sure I've already talked about that one. But yeah, uh, incredible performances from her again and from everybody. Um, but some of those emotions that these characters are feeling are very, very strong. And especially with, like, uh, what's it called? Post Is it postpartum depression, I think, that, that mothers can, can go through? Uh, that's a very, very powerful thing for somebody to go through, like, in terms of how strong those emotions are. And that was displayed really well on screen. And, of course, as <clears throat> as a guy, anyway, um, who can't get postpartum depression... Because uh, I, I think it, I don't think fathers can get fathers can't get that, can they? Um, they could get something similar, I suppose, if if fatherhood is like really stressful and whatnot. But I can't relate to the the cool thing is about that with the Emily storyline and her getting better is not only can I not relate to that on any way, shape, or form because not only do I not have a child, but I'm also not a woman with postpartum depression. But I still thought it was incredibly well told, and I was really glad to go online and see. Um, like after I saw the episode and stuff, and I, I was seeing some people talk about that storyline, um, and there were certain women in like the comments and stuff that said that they did a good job. So if I'm impressed by that, and other women who have gone through similar things are impressed by that, then you know the show's done a good job, um, and they really, really did with that. But yeah, she's getting better. I think she was getting therapy or something by the end of the uh, the season, which was great. So, uh, again, just it, it, the show's also tackling emotion from multiple angles as well. You've got grief, you've got things like uh, love storylines, you've got people um, being let down by their dads, because you had, um, like, earlier in the season... Oops, what have I just clicked on? Um, with uh, Max and his dad, like, when they were opening up the... Uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but his and Mo's restaurant... That they were opening up and his dad wasn't giving him approval and that sort of thing. So it was dealing with that. Then you've got like postpartum depression and stuff. Um, and then you also had obviously the racism thing. Well not really racism. The uh, the di- diversity problem with Simon. And it was to do. I remember I talked about that on the episode 5 podcast. Because uh, there was a diversity problem at their work. Which we'll also talk about in a bit as well. Because there's the uh, Sky Talker. I think that's what it was called. Um... Uh, company that uh, Simon is working on which is great um, and it's also tackling all these things correctly I think as well I mean you had like drugs earlier in the season that was handled really well so the show has not only got a, a really good range of um, emotions that the characters are going through it's also really good at dealing with lots of different emotions and things and then you've got to get the different performances out of that. And then that requires lots of different actors to have good performances. Not just with their acting, but with their song and dance. So that was uh, fantastic as well. Which is great. Uh, but yeah, she's getting better. That's good. And uh, I keep being tempted to say... 
we'll see how that goes next season. But we haven't got a next season yet. We've got a film. So we'll see how that gets uh, dealt with in the film. Uh, one prediction that I was wrong about. I did predict that Maggie would get addicted to gambling. She didn't. Uh, she had her friend whose name I haven't got written down. Uh, she kind of introduced her to gambling and whatnot. Or took her along there and, and that sort of thing. She didn't force Maggie to do anything from what I remember. Uh, but Maggie uh, decided not to do that, which was very, very good. Um, yeah, sure, you could have like gotten a lot of emotion out of the character for that, but you don't need like we don't necessarily need to have characters addicted to things like gambling in order to do that. Although I think if the show did do that, yet again, I think it would do a very, very good job because it's done a good job with everything else it has done. Um, so, uh, but glad that didn't happen. I don't think they needed that to happen to Maggie, but the. Um, the idea was kind of put there and like that sort of thing. But ultimately they didn't go down that road. Which I think was very good. Uh, yeah the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Simon thing with him helping uh, the three other um, people of colour. The, the black people that had gotten employed. Because he was trying to basically all season long really. Was trying to uh, address the diversity problem at uh, spark point and they decided to um do i think it was like an intern company for like interns and stuff that he's kind of helping on the side uh, or that's like his uh role with, within that company which is great um and uh yeah that would be really 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 good for um i wonder if these with these three other people because i don't remember them giving them names the show giving them names um but yeah we'll see if the show can like i mean like the show is already doing a pretty incredible job with uh diversity itself anyway uh but if they do some more stuff and it works out really great then good and yet again i will say again if they do attempt to to do that i think the show again will handle it well anyway uh because here's the thing with zoe's extraordinary playlist right at this point i mean it didn't even it didn't even take up the episode 13 for me to reach this conclusion but if the show literally wants to try anything, and I mean almost anything, with it within reason, it has to fit within the show, obviously, and it has to look has to actually work well. I've gotten to such a confident point with the show where if you told me that the show was gonna do something, I would have no reason to think the show would do a bad job with it. Because I can't think of why it would struggle to do whatever that idea would be. Now it kind of depends on what the idea would be. You know, if you wanted to put like an alien invasion in Zoe's extraordinary playlist, it might not necessarily work, but then again I have no reason to think that it wouldn't. It would just be, you know, if you're doing something out of touch like that, that's completely just like weird, um then it might not work. But I'm talking about within within reasons of like new things happening to the characters, the show trying different things with the characters, like with Max's power reveal and everything. I have no reason to think that the show won't work with that. Obviously if the show starts turning into like you know, if the show if the show starts doing ideas that like Riverdale that uh, has started doing, like with alien things or whatever the hell is going on with that show I still have confidence the show could do it. But do you get what I mean in terms of like it wouldn't go that way in terms of doing weird things, but with new ideas, I have confidence the show could pull off pretty much anything. So yeah. Um Great perform I've got written down great performance of Shake It Up in the bar. That was really, really good as well. Uh we also did have I didn't write this down for some reason. 
Um, there was uh, so there was the flashback episode, which was fantastic as well. There was also a musical part in Spark Point. I think it was in the thirteenth episode of um, Zoe dancing with her dad, kind of one last time, which was beautifully done. Again, that got a lot of praise from people that have like lost their dads from different reasons. Obviously, I haven't. Luckily, my dad's downstairs right now, actually. But um, yeah. Uh, again, on a level that I can't relate to because those things haven't happened to me, but I still thought the show did that really fantastically well. Uh, so the show brought him back for for a bit, which was great. Um, so that was uh really really good stuff as well. So, and then yeah, the flashback episode, which involved the thing with Max and the uh, the job secret that he had. So, all just really good stuff. Really really good stuff. Um, so. Yeah, of course, we had Zoe, we had Max this season, Mo, Simon, Maggie had some good stuff, uh, David, obviously, with the band and everything, Tobin was was cool as well, and what happened with Leaf was good, uh, what happened with Emily was fantastic, and Mitch was fantastic, uh, Joan wasn't in the season. Um, I also thought Danny's inclusion this season was was pretty good, obviously, he was kind of involved in the drug thing a little bit. And he was uh, obviously the boss in the flashback episode and stuff. So that was good. Um, I did read... uh, His name is Kapil Talwalker. Uh, He plays Tobin. I did read some point after the show got cancelled, in between then and now, that he joined a pilot episode for a show. I'm not sure what show that was for. But I didn't read about it going to series. Um... Oops, I'm clicking on the wrong things. Um, but he should be back for the film, I hope. But I will say this. This isn't a knock against Tobin. Tobin's a great character. I really love all these characters. And Tobin's great as well. Let's say we did have to lose Tobin. Uh, let's say just for maybe the film and then you bring him back for the series. Or he has like a... I mean, he's kind of a recurring character in, in a way anyway. So he's not like main on screen. And obviously he's got his friendship with Leaf and everything, which is great. If the show can handle losing a big character like Joan. Um, after like the start of season 2. I think they can handle losing Tobin. That doesn't mean I want Tobin to die. Again I think Tobin's great and everything. I think he's really cool. But I think the show would be able to, to deal with that. Now if you were to get rid of somebody like Zoe. Or Max. Or Mo Or Simon. Maybe Maggie. The show would have some shoes to fill. Obviously, with with those characters, because you pretty much kind of your main four characters are Zoe, Max, Mo, and Simon. That's kind of your main characters, aren't they? Uh, Maggie's in the show a lot. Obviously, she's is a main character. So is David, but some of the others aren't quite so much. Uh, Mitch isn't alive in the show anymore. Emily's a fairly main character. Uh, she had a big, obviously highlighted story this season, which was good. But ultimately, yeah, I just want to conclude on a very simple note. I think this is the best show on TV since Breaking Bad's ending in 2013. I will stand by that statement. Nobody can tell me that I'm wrong or right because it's an opinion and not a fact. If you disagree, that's totally fine. Uh, if you agree, then that's great. Um, yeah, so it's it's just it's just my opinion. People come up with those sorts of opinions like that. But uh, I'm thoroughly impressed with the show. Uh, so can you guess what my TV show of 2021 is going to be? Because <laughs> uh, we're going to probably do the best and worst of 2021 uh, in December as well. And obviously this show is uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in the top five somewhere. 
I, I guess, you know. <laughs> uh, but I'm just thoroughly, thoroughly impressed from top to bottom with this show. Honestly, I've been, I've been sitting there for 38 minutes recording. I'm trying to think of something I didn't like about this season. And I can't think of anything. I, I can't think of anything at all. I'm not saying it was a perfect season, because no piece of media is perfect. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll say this as well. If the show... Now, this depends on how long the show is able to go on for. Obviously, Breaking Bad lasted five seasons. Some people say six, but it was five seasons. It's just because the fifth was extended. But it was five seasons. If Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is able to get to somewhere near four or five seasons. Obviously, you got a film in there as well. If the show is able to keep this up, this kind of momentum, this kind of quality. Which, yet again, I have no reason to believe why it wouldn't. I've been saying, I've had the opinion since summer of 2014, which is when I watched Breaking Bad. And I remember when I finished Breaking Bad, and I sat there and said to myself, this is the best TV show I've ever seen. Not my favourite, but best. Those are two things that you've got to distinguish sometimes. My favourite show is still 24. The best TV show I've seen is, is Breaking Bad. I've, and I don't think there's been, there's been shows that have challenged my opinion on Breaking Bad as to whether or not I, whether or not I think a show is better than Breaking Bad. If Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist lasts for a couple more seasons, so let's say about four seasons, right? If it's able to keep this up, which I don't know why, or don't have a reason just to think why it wouldn't, and it's able to keep up this momentum and storytelling and pacing and everything else, I will now. It depends how I feel once I've seen the next two. If there is two more seasons or or whatever, it might it might just wrap up with this film, and we might not get another season. But I hope that we do. But I'm th- I'm speaking hypothetically. I will have to think about: Is this show better than Breaking Bad? Now, at the moment. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm in a I'm in a strange place with that because I look at Breaking Bad and I think, is it better than Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist? Yeah. But then I look at Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and I think, okay, is that better than Breaking Bad? And if I don't think it is, why is it not better than Breaking Bad? And I get it. This is a comic co- comedy musical show with drama and emotion and that sort of thing, and Breaking Bad is a drama with comedic moments when they're appropriate but it's incredibly well written so they're two kind of very different genre shows it's not like comparing Breaking Bad and The Wire or something like that which is a much fairer comparison but the fact that I'm even the fact that it's taken me six seven seven years 2014 to now seven years it's 2021 the fact that it's taken me that long to find a show that I think is potentially on par right now with Breaking Bad is quite incredible. I don't think I could give the show a higher compliment than that. Um I mean I couldn't really. What what else could I what else could I say in terms of a higher compliment? Um But I don't know, it's difficult because yes, Breaking Bad's got a lot more episodes, it's got more seasons, there's there's more time there with the show. But I don't know, it's, it's an interest. it's a fun thing to think about. I mean, I'm trying to compare which show is better, not which show is, like, worse or whatever. It's a, it's a fun thing to be thinking about and comparing and all that. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes in the future. 
I mean, if if we get a wrap-up film and it's just as good as these other two seasons, obviously that will be shorter as well than a 13-episode season. I don't know where my mind would be at in terms of is this show better than Breaking Bad. Just because... Because the moment... The reason I'm not kind of like solid on that idea at the moment is just because Zoe's had less episodes and seasons than Breaking Bad. Um, But regardless, obviously I think the show is fantastic. So... Yeah, but because uh, I, I remember, what, I, yeah, I remember sitting there watching TV for the next five, six years or so, and I was like, okay, most shows that I'm watching are really, really great, obviously, and fantastic, and all that. But nothing was kind of nothing was really reaching the same level as like a Breaking Bad, and this is the first show since then to make me think about that. To compare this to another show that's a bit more fair is something like The Good Place. Now, The Good Place had more episodes still than Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist and The Good Place are much more similar shows. I haven't really thought about that enough, actually. What If I think The Good Place is better than Zoe or vice versa. Um, I don't know. I'll need to think about that a little bit more. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much everything. I mean, I've been going 43 minutes. I've talked about all the notes from the different things that happened. I've given the show endless and tons of amounts of praise, which I think it deserves all of it. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face. A very big smile. And uh, just very, very happy with, with what I've seen. Um, so thank you to the Zoe's cast and crew for the entertainment. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it for this season. I'm going to... I've got a bit of a time, bit of time, so I'm possibly going to record that uh, episode talking about uh, why Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is so special. Uh, it is going to... I am going to sort of pitch it in a way as to try to sell the show to people, in in a way. Um, and to potentially get more interest for, like, the Roku film and all that sort of thing. So, not not again, not because... Roku hasn't paid me to, like, get people to watch their Zoe Playlist film... But because I just want more, I just want more people to experience the great content that I've experienced. It's as simple as that, really. So, because it's one of them things, isn't it? You sit there, you're watching a show, you're watching a film, and you're like, other people should experience this because I really love it, and other people shouldn't miss out on the chance to see this. So, uh, look out for that at some point later. But anyway, if you want to let me know about my, if you want to let me know your thoughts on anything that I have said or your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, let me know, uh, matthewoodentertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes, so take a look at that as well, um, or get involved with, with all that, if you want to let me know what you think, um, I just hope that the, the film doesn't wrap the series up entirely, because there's so much more potential, I just hope so, I just hope so. Uh, but anyway, um, if you want to listen, listen to other things that we talk about, that's on entertainmenttalk.org. And you can also find us by searching for Entertainment Talk on your favourite podcast platform. Uh, so check that out as well. Um, you can also uh, spread the word of mouth, let other people know about what we do and where they can find it. Uh, either by telling them to go to the website or the find us on podcast platforms. Just tell them what we do and where they can find it. Uh, Patreon, uh, sorry, not Patreon. Uh, we've got the uh, cool social media as well. You can let people know through Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, whatever you'd like to use about the podcast that we've done, all that kind of stuff. Patreon, uh, $1, $3 level tiers for ad free podcast and review options. That's uh, good as well to get involved with that, so please consider doing that as well. 
Uh, for your TV and your film news, so if you do want to know what happens to Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, of course we've got the Christmas film. Uh, we don't have an air date yet, but I will obviously be covering that film, um, of course, as well. Hopefully with um, Gray and David. I'd like to talk about it with the two of them on the podcast, so that would be really good as well. Look out for that, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio posts on Tuesdays, so look out for those episodes. Bex is still streaming regularly over on Twitch. Trista Bites, Trista. B-Y-T-E-S you can go and give her a follow over there you can also find me on Twitch as well eTalk UK uh, for all my different gaming streams uh, eTalk UK on Twitch for that if you want to find the archive streams later on YouTube you can find those on YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays thanks for listening and I'll see you next time goodbye <laughs>